Good morning. Today's scripture reading comes from Acts 9, 36 through 43. Now in Joppa, there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that time, she became ill and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples, who heard that Peter was there, sent two men to him with the request, Please come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them, and when he arrived, he took him to, they took him to the upstairs room. All the widows stood beside him, weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter put all of them outside, and then he knelt down and prayed. He turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. Then she opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. She gave her his hand and helped her up. Then calling the saints and widows, he showed her to be alive. This became known throughout Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Meanwhile, he stayed in Joppa for some time, with a certain Simon, a tanner. This is the word of God for the people of God. God. Let us pray. Lord, use your servants' lips, your people's ears and hearts, that they may be wed, that the seed of your word might be planted and brought forth with a resurrection joy. Amen and amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm glad you got up this morning. Turn to the person on the other side of you and say, I am glad you got up this morning. Now, there's a lot of getting up in the book of Acts. There is a lot of, of, if you take this verb and see how many times it's used... In the Gospel of Luke, which is Acts Volume 1, and in the Book of Acts, which is the Gospel of Luke Volume 2, Luke uses this word get up more than anybody else in the New Testament. There is a lot of getting up. And the paragraph just before Charlotte began reading today is the healing of Aeneas. And the healing of Aeneas shows us one of the first places where Peter tells somebody to get up. He found a man named Aeneas who had been bedridden for eight years before he was paralyzed. And this is a great next verse for Mother's Day. Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and make your bed. One of our foremost public intellectuals in life these days uh, says one of the first things you need to do is make your bed. You're not going to change the world if you've got a messy room. You are not going to um, make everybody else's lives a little more pleasant if you walk around without a bed that is made up. It's one of the easiest things to do to start this massive change that can take place in a human life. So Peter tells Aeneas, get up. Now we get to our scripture reading for today. Since Lydda was near Joppa, now by the way, the idea of being near Joppa, that's an interesting idea. By near, they mean 12 miles. Now 12 miles is one thing when you're driving a Ford Fusion. 12 miles is another thing when you are hoofing it. 
And it's two, maybe three hours to get from Lydda to Joppa. So this is actually not a tiny, small, short trip. But since Lydda was relatively near Joppa, and the disciples who had heard that Peter was there sent two men to him with this request, come to us without delay. So Peter got up, and he went with them. And when he arrived, they took him to the upstairs room, and all the widows stood before him, weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Now, as you might see, Tabitha is also named Dorcas. Um, Lydda is also called Lud, Lud. We've got all of these names. Simon Peter is staying with another Simon, and people wonder why others get confused when reading the Bible. But we see when Peter got up, we see when he makes this trip, what happens when he is in Joppa. He puts all of them outside, and then he kneels down and prays, and he turns to the body, and he says, Tabitha, get up. And she opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up, and then calling the saints and the widows, he showed her to be alive. So all this getting up we see in the Bible. Sometimes we get up because we believe the work of God awaits. I got up this morning and made coffee and sat down and prayed and read the Bible and got ready for church. I got up this morning because I believe that God was going to do something by, by being here with us in worship. Sometimes we get up because we anticipate that God might be here. That God might show up and speak to us in some way. And sometimes we get up, like Aeneas, like Lazarus, like Tabitha, because the power of God is at work. And if it weren't for the power of God at work, we know we couldn't get up. I know that some of the seasons in your life, in the same way the seasons in my life have gone, it's hard to get up. I like technology, and I have an Android phone, and I am an Apple hater, but the rest of my, the rest of my family are Apple people, and they are Android haters, um, but really, they haven't liked anything else about my phone more than their own, except for maybe my sleep app. Okay, there are some seasons in life when you're dejected or when you have to stay up really, really late and and you can't get up in the morning unless you have the Android sleep app, which can do interesting things for you. Like, it will not hush until I go downstairs and scan a couple of barcodes. So it forces me to get up. Over, over 19 minutes' time, it goes from this small little kind of annoying ring to full-scale blaring and, and sirens and old-timey phone ringing, and it, it, it just won't hush until I find my barcodes. Now, if Melinda or the kids move my barcodes, that's when things get hairy because then it wants me to play this game where I have to find sheep and... I have to find the standing sheep among the sitting sheep, which I just leave the barcodes there because that's a hard game to play when you've just awakened 
But sometimes we get up because the power of God is at work. And we'd never make it through these seasons of life. We'd never be able to rise and to go about our duties if it weren't for God's power at work in us. If it weren't for the Lord of all creation whose spirit resides within us that says to us, get up. Extends his hand to us and says, get up. In 1989, the Armenian earthquake took only four minutes to destroy the nation and kill 30,000 people. Max Lucado, in his book, When Christ Comes, recounts a true story that came from that earthquake. Moments after the shaking stopped, a father ran to the elementary school to save his son, and when he arrived, he saw that the school building had been leveled. And he looked at the mass of stones and twisted rubble, and he remembered the promise that he always made to his child. No matter what happens, I will be there for you. Driven by his own promise, he went to the area that he thought his son's schoolroom was in and began to pull back the rocks. And other parents started coming, and they were all weeping It's too late, they told him. You know they are dead. You can't help. Even the police officer encouraged this father to leave, to give up that task. But the father refused. For eight hours, he dug. For 16, for 32, for 36 hours, he dug. And his hands were raw and his energy was gone But after 38 hours, he pulled back a boulder and heard his son's voice. He called, Armand, Armand. The voice answered, Dad, it's me. And then the boy added these priceless words. I told the other kids not to worry. I told them that if you were alive, you would save me, and that when you saved me, you would save them too. Sometimes we get up because of the work we believe God wants us to do, like the father who rushes to the school and begins to dig in the rubble. Sometimes, like the son, we wait for the boulder to be moved, and then we get up because the power of God at work in the world and in the lives of those we love requires it and says to us, when you're weak, I will be your strength. When you are tired... I will be your wakefulness. When you are sad, I will be your hope. We get up. Now, one of the interesting things about this particular location, geographically, it's Joppa. Uh, Joppa is, um, if you look here at the Sea of Galilee, the Dead Sea, Jerusalem. So there's Lydda, which is also known as Lod, which is also known as Lud, and then Joppa, which is about 12 miles away, uh, that's where they went. But you might recognize that Joppa is described not only in our text, but it is described in Jonah, and it is described in Acts as being a very interesting place to be. Jonah sets out to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa 
and he found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid his fare and went on board to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. Jonah, if you remember the story, heads west when God's told him to head east. And Joppa is the place where when God said, go and take the message to the Gentiles, Jonah went in the opposite direction. Joppa is the place where Jonah resists preaching to the Gentiles, and he goes so far as to take a ship to the far western edge of the Mediterranean Sea. But Joppa is the place where Peter comes to term with, terms with Christianity's invitation to the Gentiles. Now, the, the text that we read today is text two in a series of three. The first is the healing of Aeneas. The second is the raising of Tabitha. And the third is Peter, who is entering Cornelius' house. So, Joppa is the place where Peter comes to terms with Christianity's invitation to the Gentiles. So in the very next section of Acts, we see Peter being sent for. Send men to Joppa for a certain Simon who is called Peter. He is lodging with another Simon who is a tanner whose house is by the seaside. And at noon the next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while it was being prepared, he fell into a trance. So we see that Tabitha is a generous and beloved woman for whom God acts and who gets up. And then Peter in chapter 9, verse 39, goes in after getting up and helps the whole world to see the power at work, the power at work in the gospel of Jesus being spread. And so the church continues Jesus' ministry with those three different parts. Number two is our reading for today, but the short report of a healing followed by a medium-length report of Tabitha being raised, followed by this lengthy description of Peter who finds himself in Joppa, just like Jonah. Only Jonah uses this place to flee from God's call, to get up and go to Nineveh. Whereas Peter uses this place to understand the will of God. And so, dear friends, my invitation to you on Mother's Day is to get up. Get up and love a mama in your neighborhood. Get up and recognize that wherever you go, whatever you do, you are getting up to represent God in the world. When you get up and go to work tomorrow, God has given you this group of people in this place to bless. When on Thursday evening you go to the PTA, God is giving you that group of people at that time to share his love with. 
and as you spend time with your family, perhaps this afternoon or in the days to come, remember that God is calling you to get up and to do his will. Or maybe there's something inside that is dead. It's like a winter time in your soul. Maybe you are finding it hard to get up and you're going to ask me about my app afterwards. And some of you are going to wonder if there is a, an iPhone version of that. And I don't know. Don't, don't do Apple tech support. Uh, I, do, I do support for PC and Android. Uh, but some of you are, are finding it hard to get up. Some of you are finding it difficult. And God wants to say to you, not just in an everyday way, but God wants to say to you, get up. I love you. I will never leave you. I will not forsake you. Get up. This life I have given you is too precious to squander. Get up. You will never be alone, and whether you know it or not, you have never been alone. Get up. I am calling you to be my son, my daughter. I am calling you to a life of love in my care. So this Mother's Day... And in the week to come, just think of the wonderful Greek verb, get up in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.